Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. I've come to the realization that in life, our greatest joys and our greatest pain comes from the same place. Relationships. Relationships are not casual. They're extremely consequential. Relationships are, they either build us up or they can bring us down. They can either push us forward or they can hold us back. They can move us into our purpose or take us into a place of pain. And if the direction of our life is determined by our relationships, right, it's important that we are intentional in choosing the right people in our life. Most people, though, are unaware of the implications of having the right people in their life and the influence that people exert over their life. And so today I want to talk about it because your spiritual, your emotional, your professional, and your financial well-being will be determined by the people that are in your life. And this is why Solomon brought attention to the implications of our relationships. Solomon said in chapter 13 of Proverbs, verse 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Solomon is saying that you're going to evolve into who you are around. Okay? You're going to evolve into who you are around. And so this morning, I want to share with you a message, number four, in our collection of talks that we've been doing uh, from the subject of keep the change today I want to share with you from this subject the topic of my text today is the people that promote change right we talked about the preparation for change in week one we talked about the path for change in week two last week we talked about the practices or the habits of change and this week I want to talk to you about the people that promote change Are you there in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 7 yet? If you're there, say amen. 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 All right. Y'all got to talk to me today, all right? And I know we got some boys and girls in here. We got some little ones, and uh, they can talk back to me as well. So it's all good. Don't feel any stress. We are a place to call home. We do have kids' ministry for you, though. If you want to bring your kids, it might be a little relief for you. You might enjoy that. But if you brought your kids in here today, don't sweat it whatsoever. I was a kids' pastor along with being a youth pastor. And I'm always good with having babies in the room and having little ones in the room, all right? So don't you stress yourself out whatsoever, all right? We love them. It's a place to call home. So I want to read to you in the Bible the Word of God today, Ecclesiastes chapter 4. We're going to begin reading at verse 7. You're doing great, brother. Let me tell you something. Um, This morning, I'm just going to give you a little background. Solomon. Uh, many people call him the wisest man that ever lived in the, earth, in, in the world. Uh, he was the son of David, the king. He was also the king of Judah. And uh, he had the world at his fingertips. He had every opportunity for pleasure, experience. Whatever he wanted, he had access to. But he kind of came to a crisis in his life. Some people might call this maybe a midlife crisis. But he came to a crisis in his life and he began to look at and look back at his life 
that was long on experience but short on rewards. And he begins to talk about in the book of Ecclesiastes, right, this, the vanity of life and the vanity of a life lived for himself. And he gives us some truths, he gives us some wisdom um, in the scriptures here, inspired by God that we're going to read about today. And he gives us some direction about the importance of having the right people in your life. Verse 7, we're going to begin reading at. He says, Then I returned, and I saw vanity under the sun. That word vanity is mentioned 35 times in the book of Ecclesiastes. That word vanity means it's empty, meaningless, it doesn't last. It's kind of like a bubble that comes up and pop, just gone. Empty, meaningless, and it doesn't last. And he says, there is one, he's giving you an observation, someone he is observing. There is one that is without companion, and he has neither son nor a brother. Yet there is no end to all of his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. But he never asked, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune. He's observing the person that lives their life in solitude and isolation, working day and night, but no one to share it with and no one to give it to after he's gone. And he's saying, all of this is vanity. Living a life of selfishness and of solitude and, and, and just going your own way, all this is meaningless and it's useless and it's empty. It's vanity. And then he says in verse 9, he pivots and he begins to talk about the wisdom of having friends, the wisdom of being in the right relationship with the right people. For two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I want to talk to you from this topic again today. I want to mention to you the people that promote change. Would you bow your heads and heart with me in prayer? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking you, Lord, for the privilege, the opportunity to gather here together in your presence, Lord, and to hear your word of what you would have to say to us individually and corporately as a people. Lord, we haven't come into this moment, Lord, just to sing a song and to hear a sermon, but we've come into this moment today, Lord, to hear from heaven. Lord, let us not leave this place the same as we came, but Lord, let us be aware that we've been in your presence. Let us experience your power. Thank you for what you're going to do in our life today, in and through your word. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to propose for your consideration today this truth from our text. Making changes to your life will require the right people in your life. 
Companionship, relationship, the right people in your life are important to your life. And if you want to change, you're going to have to have the right people in your life. You know, my daughter, Ava, is 10 years old, but just a few years ago, she was deathly afraid of the dark. She went through that phase, and um, she would not go outside at night when it was dark. <laughs> and, um, you know, one day, I was, one night we were cleaning up and trying to get ready for bed, and I said, hey, Ava, can you go outside on the porch and pick up Anthony's dump truck? She said, Daddy, you realize it's dark outside. I don't go outside when it's dark. I said, well, sweetheart, listen, Jesus is there with you. He'll be out on the porch when you get there. He'll protect you. She said, Dad. She said, Jesus is on the porch. I said, sweetie, Jesus will protect you. He'll take care of you. Don't worry about a thing. She goes over to the door and cracks the door open, and then she inches it out a little bit more, and she says, Jesus, if you're out there, please give me the dump truck. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty smart, pretty clever. But I say that all to say this. Most of us understand the value of having someone with us. Life can be scary, and we need God's help and we need people to come alongside of us when life is difficult. This is what Solomon is talking about this morning. We read about the value of having the right relationships. And I want to share with you this morning three truths that you can take with you from the text today, from God's Word, is that the right people in your life, number one, if you're taking notes, the right people in your life are profitable to your life. They're profitable. In other words, right relationships are rewarding. Scripture says in verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Solomon wants us to understand that relationship is a good investment. In order to get a reward, you have to invest. And the scripture is talking here about that good reward. That reward, that word reward, a good reward can be translated as a good return. It's dividends, it's dividends paid on a wise investment. Now the most wise investment that you can ever make is in relationships. It's not in financial stability, it's not in your work, it is in the relationships that you build into and invest into. We're going to get the best return on that investment than any other uh, investment. And time, there, see, there's times in your life that you're not going to be able to endure alone. You're going to need to be served. You're going to need to be supported. You're going to be, need to be strengthened through relationships. And the reward that is the profit that's profitable through relationship is this in verse 10. For if they fall, this is the reward, one will be able to lift up his companion. But woe unto him who is alone when he falls, for he will have no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? In verse 12, it talks about how we have protection and we have somebody that can be with us and protect us as well. You see, the reality is sometimes we fall down and we don't have the strength to get back up in life. Has anybody ever fallen down before? Has anybody ever gotten knocked down before? You see, sometimes 
we fall down. Sometimes we make decisions that are not in our best interest. You know, we sin against God. We get off of the path that he wants for our lives. I know I'm not the only one. You weren't born with a halo over your head either. You see, sometimes we mess it up and we get to going our own way and we turn from God's way and we fall down. But the reality is this, that God says when we fall down, we can get back up. And when we fall down, we need someone to come alongside of us and pick us back up. But woe to the person who has no one there to pick them up. We need to be served and strengthened and supported when we are weak and when we fall down. See, the Jewish reader that would be reading this text would really understand that reality. You see, in Palestine, in those days and thousands of years ago, they didn't have paved roadways. There was rocks and there was you know, potholes and it was treacherous to travel. There would be big rocks and there'd be maybe thieves and bandits or there'd be wild animals hiding behind and on the path in which you were walking. And so you needed to have someone to go with you to take that journey with you. And that's the value, that's the profit that comes from having the right people in your life. They can pick you up when you get down as you're walking through difficult times. So sometimes you fall down and then there's other times you get knocked down, right? That's caused from people. People can come into your life. You think that you're, they're your friends. You think that they got your back, but they stab you in the back. Come on, they kick you when you're down. They might knock you down at times. You see, in those moments, we need real friends. We need good friends. We need to be in the right relationships because when we fall down and when we get knocked down, we need people that will come alongside of us and help us up. You know, regardless of whether you've fallen down through something you've done to yourself or whether you've got knocked down through the actions of others, you need someone to help pick you back up. I read this um, the other day. It's, uh, the, the, the reality is that a man, he fell into a pit and he couldn't get himself out. Listen to this. A subjective person came along and said, I feel for you down there in that pit. <laughs> An objective person came along and said, it's logical that someone would fall down into that pit. A Pharisee said that only bad people fall down into a pit. A newspaper reporter wanted the exclusive story on the pit. A realist said, yep, that's a pit. A scientist calculated the necessary pressure to get him out of the pit. A geologist told him to appreciate the rock structure in the pit. A tax man asked him if he was paying taxes in that pit. The city inspector asked him if he had a permit to dig a pit. An evasive person came along and avoided the subject of a pit altogether. A self-pitying person came along and said, you haven't seen anything yet until you've seen my pit. You ever met anybody like that? <laughs> they always got a better story, right? They always got a worse story. An optimist said, well, things can be worse. A pessimist said things will get worse. But Jesus, seeing the man knelt down and lifted him out of the pit. How many are grateful for what a friend we have in Jesus? Come on. Jesus won't kick us when we're down, but he'll pick us up. And here's the reality is that we need to have people in our life who are followers of Jesus, that love Jesus, that are serving Jesus, that are on the path with us, that will 
that God will use to pick us up when we fall down. God uses people too. Do you realize that? So sometimes we fall down, we'll get knocked down, but we don't have to stay down. When we have the right people in our life that are profitable to our life, they can pick us up when we fall down. How about when Jesus picked up Peter when he was walking on the water and got his eyes off the Lord and he began to sink? He picked him up and put him back in the boat. How about the woman that was caught in adultery and that Pharisees had thrown her before Jesus and, and Jesus said, what have you done? And, 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 and they began to take up rocks and throw, they were going to throw them at her and they were going to stone her. And Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And Jesus saw her in that moment and picked her up and gave her a new beginning. You see, Jesus is not about kicking us when we down, we're down, but he's about helping us up when we're down. See, there's sometimes in life you're going to get knocked down by disease. Sometimes you're going to get knocked down by despair. Sometimes you're going to get knocked down by discouragement. Sometimes things aren't going to go the way you expected them. And it's at those moments where you need Jesus and the people of Jesus, the people of God, to pick you up when you're down. And this is why you need to be in a connect group. Come on. The time is going to come in your life when you need somebody to gather around you to pray for you. There's going to be a time in your life uh, where you need somebody to encourage you. There's going to be a time in your life where you need a group because you need a meal, because you've been in the hospital or you're just coming home, and you need to, for people to come alongside of you and help you. You see, at Victory Church, the right people are here to serve you, to strengthen you, and to support you. Not only do we fall down, but sometimes we get cold in life. And that coldness can be the result of just trouble or difficulty, heartache, depression, discouragement could freeze our heart. Sometimes we get spiritually cold through our lack of involvement and our isolation and separating ourselves. Our spiritual, spirituality gets cold and we get separated from God. And those are the moments that you need the right people in your life that will give you a warm hug, that will give you an encouraging word, that will share an act of kindness to you. This is why you need a connect group. You see, the reality is your pastor, God is omnipresent, but your pastor is not, or omniscient, but your, God, your pastor is not omniscient. See, God knows all things. I do not know all things. Us as pastors, we don't know everything. Sometimes you might go to the hospital or you might, you know, be sick and we don't know what's going on, right? And we might not know everything that's happening within the church. And we're not going to be able to minister and meet all of your needs at all times. And that's why you need a group. That's why you need a support system. That's why you need to be connected. Are there people in your life making investments or withdrawals in your life? Are people in your life helping your life or harming your life? Making changes in your life is going to require people who are profitable to your life. Secondly, the right people in your life are not only profitable to your life, but they're productive to your life. Here's what I love. Verse 9, two are better than one because if they have a good reward, listen to this, for their labor. 
Not only are we to be served, be supported, be strengthened, but we are to serve others. We're to support others. We are to strengthen others. We can't reap the rewards of relationship without the responsibilities of relationship. You see, there's a reward coming to you in verse 9 as long as you listen to the if and the latter part of verse 9. So if, if, if you have a friend, if you are a friend, then you'll have support. If you are a good friend, then you will find strength yourself. If you are a good friend and you serve others, you yourself will also be served. <laughs> we must be committed to both rewards and responsibilities in right relationships. Here's what I love. The New Century Version. I'm going to read that verse again to you from the New Century Version, which says this. Two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. Come on. Two can reach more than one. Two can do more than one. Two can make more than one. Rel the right relationships in your life are productive to your life. This importance is expressed, of relationship expressed, all throughout the scripture, especially in the New Testament. And you can read where in the New Testament, 80 some times it talks about one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Support one another. Love one another. Forgive one another. Be kind to one another. Speak life over one another. Come on. Pick, each, pick one another up. Humble yourself before one another. These are not only the rights, or the, uh, the rights and the rewards of relationship, but these are the responsibilities of relationship. And we can do more when we come together. In an old Peanuts cartoon, y'all remember the Peanuts? Lucy, who was my favorite character, she walked into the room and demanded that her brother Linus change the channel. He says to her, he said, what makes you think that you can just come here and just boss me around? She said, you see these five fingers? She said, individually, they're nothing. But when I curl them together and make a fist, they become a force to be reckoned with. And Linus took a deep breath and sighed and said, what channel do you want to be on? <laughs> You guys get it, though. The simple truth is that when we come together and combine our creativity, our strength, our effort, our intelligence, our gifts, that we are better when we come together. We can do more. We can make more. We can, we can change things. We have more power when we come together. See, that's the same way the church is. You don't just need people in your life and your social cir uh, circle to come alongside of you that you need to support you and to serve you and you need to be served and, and, and support others, but you need people in the church because we can do so much more together. You need to serve on a team. You need to be in a group. You need to come alongside of one another with your strength, your creativity, your talent. One can do more all of us can do more than one of us can do together. So making changes to your life will require people who are productive in your life. And finally, if you're taking notes, the right people in your life are not only profitable to your life, they're productive to your life, but they're also protective in your life. Verse 12, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. See, the right people will stay with you and fight with you when all hell is breaking out against you. 
Come on, how many of you know that sometimes we have to fight? We have to fight for one another in prayer. We have to fight for each other's children. We have to fight for our brother and sister that's down and discouraged and depressed and seemingly defeated. We need to fight for them. We need to encourage them. And sometimes we need them to fight for us as well. And if anybody feels like they don't need somebody, then nobody can help protect them. And here's what happens. We deceive ourselves into thinking that we don't need others. We think that following Jesus is an individual pursuit. We live in a culture in America that is very independent. We don't always understand the importance of community and coming alongside one another and supporting and serving one another. And so we think that we can do this all on our own, but when we do that, we are deceived by the devil. See, our deception, though, will result in isolation, and our isolation will bring about our, uh, our destruction, because in isolation, you have no protection. <laughs> you remember, like, in the Serengeti, you're watching on the Animal Planet channel, right, on National Geographic or something, and you're, oh, it's in the Serengeti, here's the lion, and and you see that one antelope just kind of lagging behind, separated from the pack. That lion just creeping up on him. It's going to be a hamburger for that lion. So isolation will lead to your destruction because in isolation, you have no protection. Do not deceive yourself in thinking that you can live the Christian, victorious Christian life in your own strength and your own ability. The right people won't stab you in the back. They won't let you stab yourself in the back, but they will have your back. The right people will fight for your reputation, for your well-being, and for your salvation. I read the story about two soldiers that were really good friends. And they were at war, and the one friend was in a foxhole, and this friend, they were taking on fire. Um, gunshots and the friend saw his other friend get shot and he asked his commanding officer he says I've got to go rescue him the commanding officer said back to him no are you ridiculous he's already dead let him be as soon as the commander turned his head the man jumped out of the foxhole ran over to his friend picked the friend up on his back and ran back to the foxhole that he all the while he's taking gunshot he gets back to the foxhole and the commander said what a waste that wasn't worth anything look at what you've done now he's dead and you're probably going to die too he said well what you don't realize what you don't know commander is it was worth it because when i got there he said to me he whispered to me i knew that you wouldn't leave me here all by myself you see, that's what we need to be as a church. You sometimes say the church is the only army that shoots its wounded. Not here at Victory Church. If you're wounded, we're coming to help you. If you're wounded and hurting, we're coming to pray for you. If you're struggling in your life, we're coming to pick you up. We're coming to pray for you. We're coming to support you, to strengthen you, and to serve you. What are you struggling with today? What are you burdened with today? 
What are you feeling broken about today? Making changes in your life today will require people who are protective in your life. Making changes to your life is going to require the right people in your life. The right people in your life are profitable to your life, they're productive in your life, and they're protective in your life. But I love how Solomon ends this. He says, A threefold cord is not quickly broken. See, it's good to have friends. When you come together, there's strength. But the writer, uh, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes, Solomon here, is saying, saying that's not enough. Two are not enough. A threefold cord woven together is not easily broken. You know who that third factor in any relationship that's going to help it survive and help it be strong is the presence of the Lord. It's God himself. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. The strength that holds any relationship together comes from God. So today, maybe you've got some brokenness, some weakness in your relationships. Allow the Lord to be the strength of all those relationships. The Lord wants to come today and he wants to help you. He wants to solidify your life with the right relationships. Your relationships are not casual. They're consequential. They're either moving you forward or they're holding you back. They're either propelling you into your purpose or they're pushing you to pain. What are the relationships in your life and what are the struggles in your life as a result of those relationships? I want to encourage you today that you are in a community here, you're in a church here that loves you, that cares about you, that wants to come alongside of you and see God's best for your life. Why don't we just bow your heads and close your eyes in this moment and I want to pray for you and those that are online watching here today. Lord, thank you. Lord, that you've never left us alone. And even right now, Lord, you're reaching out to us. Maybe we've fallen down. Maybe we've grown cold. Maybe we've isolated ourselves, And we're vulnerable. We've made decisions. We've separated ourselves from you. But God, we thank you, Lord, that you don't leave us where you are. You love us so much that you meet us where we are. You're willing to see us today, to kneel down and to lift us up. You're about helping us up. You're about healing us. You're about giving us a new beginning and a fresh start. Lord, today, I'm just asking you, Lord, that you would move in the hearts of all your people, Lord, gathered here today and online. Help them to see that the changes in their life are going to require the right people in their life. Help them to make that difficult decision. Maybe they've been wounded in the past or they've been hurt in the past by the church or they've been hurt by people in the past and they, they've got a guard up, they've got a wall up. Lord, let them see, Lord, that this is a safe place for them to be connected, for them to follow you, to find you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship 
embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.